When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Another episode of Horror Movie Night. Today, Scott and Adam are going to try to get into the local frat house. All they need is a stripper vampire, but sadly, they don't have a car. So they're going to go to the one person they know who has a car and no friends, me. Today, we're talking about (laughs) Vamp. And let's be honest, we only watch this for the titties. You only picked this because you wanted me to enjoy the boobs. You told me this. That's pretty much it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm watching a movie and it's got a gratuitous nudity in it. And I'm like, you know who would like this? You know who would be a big fan of this movie? <laughs> Which is ironic because I'm the married one. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say here. I know, you have to find your nudity out, like, in movies and stuff. Like, Matt's getting it via OkCupid, so he's all right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm swimming in it. All right, so I actually was the one that picked Vamp, as we said. Uh, I picked this movie because I stumbled upon this movie maybe a year or two ago when it was about to be pulled from Instamatch. I didn't think I would like it, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. I think it's a perfect example of the insanity of 80s films. It's just good, crazy fun. So the movie follows Keith and AJ. Uh, They're going to try to buy their way into a campus frat by providing a stripper for their next party, and they borrow the lonely rich student Duncan's car who insists that he tags along while they adventure into this shady part of town to the hidden club. Now, Dun- he's he's from some uh, some John Hughes movies, right? He's yeah, long yeah. Th- and he's from UHF. He was pretty much the 80s Asian guy. Like, that was his big thing. The least offensive part about him being in this film and all the other films he... Well, most of the other films that he did in the 80s is the fact that he actually gets to speak like a regular American and let, instead of the supremely fucked up like mickey rooney harry go right re like representativity's bullshit which is 
so embarrassing. Yeah, no, and I, I think that he's one of the best characters in the movie. Him, like, bargaining the trade and then immediately jumping to, like, he's like, look, you guys just pretend to be my friends. And they're like, ah, he's like, for a week. You just have to pretend to be my friends for a week. Then it cuts him in the back seat of the car. He's like, I'm so excited to be going into the city with my best friends. And it's like, oh, he's just so lonely. Uh, oh, man, the part the part where he comes out of the bathroom and they're like in that fist fight with, uh, with Snow and them. And he's like, well, Tom, these pipes sure are going to take a lot more work. Anyways, back to it. <laughs> I love that part. This movie is such a good time. So Keith befriends a waitress named... Um, <laughs> Here comes Matt Kelly, unable to say a name. Amardo? Is that how we're going to pronounce it? Amaretto? Ar- I think Am- oh it. my god! <laughs> Seriously? Amarto. Amarto. <laughs> hey when, we, when we take a little break, um, if we could take a, a quick little break, I need to go make myself an Amarto sour. <laughs> Yo, You're grab so me a... Stupid. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna give me an Amarto on the rocks, I'd really appreciate it. Oh, what's that stuff that I love? Um, the the um um oh, they make it out of cherries. Oh, Amarto cookies. Oh, that's the one. Hey, um, I'm gonna go to the bar. I'm gonna get a a, a double YSK on the rocks. Does anybody want anything? Any Amar- any Amartos? <laughs> I really love some Southern Cum Ferrat. Yeah, I I drink a lot of room and cokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Marto. Guys, I don't know about you, but I love uh, Whisk High. (laughs) Whisk High? (laughs) Have you had any of that Bode It's pretty good. (laughs) I heard this story that you told us one time about you had too much vodka, and then you told people that you were from uh, Ruska? Yeah, Ruska. I, I'm from Krakow. <laughs> Anyways, Matt, continue. No, <laughs> you I don't even remember. Yourself. I don't even remember how to properly say it now. What how is it pronounced? Emma Just keep Redford. saying um, no, Amarto. Just keep saying. <laughs> okay. that. Stick to it. Stick to your guns, buddy. Anyway, uh, Amarto. <laughs> Amarta insists uh, that they know each other. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, AJ becomes obsessed with the surreal performance artist style stripping of Queen Katrina and decides to visit her in the dressing room to ask her to perform for the fret, but turns out she's a vampire and rips open his throat. I don't know, but I I feel like what frat house would want her to strip for them? Like, her top doesn't even come off. Like, it's just, like, weird performance art. They don't, frat guys don't give a fuck about performance art. If there's one thing Matthew Kelly knows, it's what frat douches are into. I am assuming here, but... <laughs> I've seen enough episodes of Scream Queens, I know. Uh, so... Uh, well, no, here's the thing, is, like... Uh, so I don't think that Grace Jones being cast as, like, this super hot vampire really works. Like, no. it, it, it doesn't, because I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get out here and say it. There are some extremely attractive women in this film, and not Grace Jones. Uh, like, D- Grace Jones D- D- is, like, is fucking stunning in this movie. <laughs> but she's not the only one. There's, like, three, like, very attractive women that are 
probably vampires that could have been. I mean, I think they just they used Grace Jones's star power. Maybe she, this was right around the time she was in that Bond movie or something. It, it was probably just because she's a name, right? But yeah. she is definitely yeah. the least attractive of the vampire women in this movie. Well, like I, I, I get that she's supposed to look exotic. I, I get that. Like that's not confusing to me. But you're right. No frat guy would be like, yes, get the one who looks like a vampire. Yeah. No, they'd be like, get the one that looks like some stupid soror- sorority girl. You you would want to get a Marto. Like a Marto would be the one that you would want. To yes, yes. I would like to have, I, I want three shots of a Marto. Okay, so speaking of a Marto, <laughs> her and Keith get chased by vampires. They encounter an albino street gang and they find all uh, AJ's dead body which leads Keith to start accusing the bar of murdering him. Uh, but just as the show, uh, the police show up, so does AJ, alive and well, or so it may seem. Amarto, Keith, and Duncan escape the club, only to find that Duncan has also become a vampire now. Uh, they crash the car, killing Duncan, and try to escape into the sewers. And this is when it's revealed that her real name is Allison, and that she kissed Keith... Way easier. Yes. And that she kissed Keith in a game of spin the bottle when they were in high school. Queen Katrina grabs. No, it was. Ju- wasn't it junior high? Uh, I thought it was. High yeah, school. it was when they were younger together. But I mean, like Keith is not this like rolling in it, fucking drowning in pussy kind of ladies man, right? Like he, he should have remember remembered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's probably been his whack material for God knows how many years. <laughs> oh, like one hundred percent. I know that I totally masturbated thinking about the girl that I kissed when I was 12. Oh, good. I felt like I was alone in that. (laughs) It's not illegal if you were 12, too. We're going to jail. So Queen Katrina grabs Allison and holds her hostage, but Keith hits her in the face with an arrow, and then Allison stakes her with a pipe, and then they open a grate and kill her with sunlight. Uh, Then they're attacked by... Yeah. And then they're attacked by Katrina's slave, but they're saved by AJ, who is still alive and uh, probably just going to live in the sewers now. <laughs> Which, um, by the way, why the fuck was AJ still alive? What the fuck is that? Was this got... joke about it not being like a wooden stake so it didn't work? Oh, yeah, yeah it's that, a compress board. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Hey, you know what? Uh, That's not the most egregious twisting of vampire mythology that we've seen in anything we've discussed yet so I, I don't really think that we need to complain about that now there's two things that i want to call out before i know adam is going to steamroll us with a ton of questions <laughs> but i i want to say that i i sincerely think and i'm not saying that this movie is a ripoff of this but i definitely think given quentin tarantino's love of obscure 80s movies that he had to have watched a little bit of vamp while writing from dust till dawn like oh for sure like like, it definitely just, the first time I watched it, I didn't know what Vamp was about. I just knew the name and the cover, and I was like, holy shit, this, this is a lot like From Dust Till Dawn, actually. Yeah, you you know what? That cover is actually, like, really iconic to me for some reason. Like, it, it very much so sticks out to me. I think that's from, like, the blockbuster days of walking down the horror aisle, and I always saw that cover with, with Grace Jones on the front, right? But it's not like a cover that makes you want to rent it, because I walked past no, it a million times and like, never wanted to rent it. Yeah, <laughs> and when you picked it, I was like, fuck, I finally have to watch this piece of shit, and then we're ten minutes in, I'm like, all right, yeah. it's good stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, like, it was really, it was it was like pulling teeth to finally watch this film. But the other thing I wanted to say is that uh, the, the puppeteering on the hand flipping them off is a, is a pretty nice little practical effect at the end of the movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All Love right, it. Adam. I know you've got like a thousand and a half questions. So, you know, I, like I said, we'll just... I'm preemptively saying this. 
the answer to most of your questions is probably it was Cocaine. 1986. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's actually my first fucking like you know Scott when you're watching a movie and you're like, wow, they did a lot of cocaine when they made this movie. Like, this this feels like it was literally ran by cocaine. Like, and they and they're like super, just, just like just a giant fucking. bag of cocaine was calling the shots. You know, in in uh, in uh, Tales from the Crypt, when when it's like the the crypt keeper is is doing the movie, he's running the movie. It was like that, except it was a bag of coke. With arms and legs. And Grace Jones literally stuck her entire face in it that one time, so that's why she was all pale and white that one scene. <laughs> Man, you're just actually making a whole lot of sense. You're not trying to, but it's, it's doing it for me right now. Like, I can, I could just picture these people, like, you know, holed up in a motel room, just absolutely gacked out of their fucking brains on cocaine. Yeah. And, and just wow, like and, and 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 then and then and then and then and it's just like like just keep throwing shit on top of other shit like they just keep fucking piling it on and it's so fucking weird and confusing well, like that it's a really fun what move it's a fun watch so it's, uh, it's, uh, I, it, I, is, it, it is it is it is a lot of fun but it is nonsensical and stupid and just has everything working against it like they just had no fucking idea what they were doing is like throwing darts at a board and just throwing ideas up there but you know what like it was so it it was a ton of fun but even the even the actors sometimes like seem like they're confused by the dialogue that they have to say like like they're they're reading their lines as if there's a question mark at the end of every sentence like (laughs) So, so you're a vampire. <laughs> we, you're just going to live in the sewer. <laughs> every, every line of dialogue is delivered the same way that Marty McFly asks if Doc built a time machine out of a DeLorean. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's just so silly. It is really, really silly. Now, that being said, I love a lot of the practical effects in it. There yeah. was some like really fun practical effects. I certainly loved all the titties that were in it, and there was quite a lot of that. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> and and there was a lot of uh, like a lot of like kicking eighties music and stuff too. But I mean, it was just it was so stupid. It was really stupid. Like when that little girl bites that dude's arm, and he yeah. Around, he spins around for five minutes. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. It's such a like a roller coaster of absurdity. It's like it wants to be a gate, but like funny. The gate to me is like a really absurd kids save the day movie, but it's like not funny. It's like super dark. And this is the exact opposite on the spectrum, but the same did a lot of coke, had a really good time making this movie. The gate is like did fuck load of coke, had a really bad trip. That, I can see that because the gate does it. Like I never liked the gate, but I think it's because I saw it way too late in my life like i saw it when i was like 18 19 20 like it wasn't a kid's movie for me it was but it's not a kid's movie like you watch it i didn't watch it as a kid i watched it as as an adult and i was like wow this movie is definitely not kids movie material oh no no No, and it's dark as shit and it's got some crazy stuff well here's the thing (laughs) <laughs> the gate was part of this long line of me trying to find one specific movie that I remembered as a kid 
and just failing over and over and over again and like hitting different internet forms and being like, this is what I'm looking for. And they'd be like, oh, it's probably this movie. And I would rent it. I'd be like, that wasn't it. I need another one. So like the game was like try number seven on, on trying to find this fucking movie. Uh, so I think I, I lo- had a little bit of hatred for it because it wasn't the movie that I uh, was searching for. Did but, you ever find this movie that you were searching for? Oh yeah, it's terrible. It's it's awful. It's uh, what 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 was the movie? Saturday the Fourteenth Strikes Back. <laughs> Wait, so it's a sequel to a spoof horror movie about Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, no, because neither one of the movies has anything to do with Friday the Thirteenth. No, all. but they're they're. I thought that Saturday the Fourteenth was like a scary movie type sort like, of Saturday send the up horror movies. Saturday the Fourteenth is definitely inspired by Airplane. Like yes. it's just like, hey, we're gonna throw as much shit on the wall as we possibly can and hope that all these jokes work. And Saturday, both of them are awful. Saturday the Fourteenth Strikes okay. Back is slightly less awful. Now, is this closer to an airplane, or is it closer to like a date movie or disaster movie? Oh, it is way oh, closer God. to a date movie or disaster movie. But Saturday, Saturday the Fourteenth Strikes Back. The things that I remembered about it, and this is like people told me to see the gate. People told me to see people under the stairs. Like there was a ton of movies that they suggested to me. All I remembered was that. In the kids' basement was a bunch of monsters, and they had a giant monster party, and a couch ate somebody, and a werewolf spied on his sister while showering. And those are the only details <laughs> wow. I remembered about that movie. So, like, what the fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounds exactly like a movie we watched a couple weeks ago called Spookies. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does sound like a Spookies. Absolutely. Yeah, no, hey, uh, would you, I would, would never you subject you guys to watching Saturday the 14th Strikes Back unless we were releasing an episode on Saturday the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, like, you brought it up. You said that a couch eats somebody. I kind of want to watch Deathbed, the dead that eats <laughs> yes. people. Can we please watch stupid fucking Deathbed? <laughs> <laughs> rape stove. The stove that rapes people. <laughs> Isn't that like a killer fridge movie too that we need to? It's get literally just talk? called the Killer Fridge. Yes. 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 Man, Let's every do, no like no household appliance was safe in the late seventies, early eighties. You know, guys, I don't know why we didn't do it over Christmas, but we should have watched Ginger Dread. Man, we <laughs> no, absolutely no, should have watched no. that. It's it is so bad. Yeah, Ginger like, Dead Man is really bad, and it's only fifty five minutes long, so there's not a ton for us to work with. Oh, is that made by Hammer Films? (laughs) (laughs) Full Moon, yes. (laughs) Yes, Yeah, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Um, I'm assuming you've got a whole bunch of notes for us. I don't think he has notes yet. It's it's more he still has questions to be answered. All right, let's hear the question. I don't, uh, I mean, I guess I don't really know what else to say. I mean, there's like, there's that scene where she rips the Asian girl's heart out. Uh, which is weird. There's that. There's that like slimy 1950s kind of like dude that runs the club, and he's wearing that like poofy shirt and all the spiders, time. Yes, yeah. And and I think at the end of the movie, he says, "This is the first drink that I've had in 75 years." So I guess he's that guy was also undead. I think I think he's a familiar. I don't think he's he's like an undead familiar. I don't think he's a vampire. As if this movie even knows enough about vampire lore <laughs> okay, to okay. know what fucking familiars are. <laughs> my my apologies. They probably had uh, a guy who knew. <laughs> yeah, they're like, 
hey, I got to talk to my uh, got to talk to my vampire guy. Hey, vampire guy, come over here. Yeah, you know what? You got to have a fucking familiar. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You got a scene where he eats a fucking spider. How would you like that? I mean, pretty yeah, fucking yeah. good, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds fucking phenomenal. I know, because I came up with it. You know what else? We should have fart monsters, and then we should have the kids have sex in the goo. Listen, we only got one of these fucking puppets, but we want to make it seem like there's three, maybe four of these fucking puppets. Don't, you know, cut it in such a way. <laughs> so wait, are we saying that the same Boston producers were working on Spookies and Vamp at the same time? Oh my god, you know who wrote Vamp? Fucking Duke. Duke wrote Vamp. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if we tried hard enough, there's a. And I mean, I've got time. We, you could probably cut together a really sweet mashup of Spookies and Vamp, and no one would know that you would cut two movies together. <laughs> no more than they already knew that you cut two movies together for Spookies. <laughs> yeah. a- adding a third movie into Spookies is not going to bring down the quality. I mean, it was already <laughs> shit to get. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, you know what? I just I don't know what else to say about it. Like it's 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 fucking weird. It's a weird fucking movie. Okay. I I think it's a lot of fun, but I I actually did try and watch it in a group of people, and and like we we I don't know. It just didn't really hold our attention very well. I think there's better movies than Vamp, but I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna now, shit now. But back in like you know 1987 or whenever this came out. I'm sure that this was like uh, all all the shit that's played out and cliched in this was not that played out and cliched back then. So I I just got curious to see because we were talking about Duke and trying to find out uh, you know what other movies Duke the fake name that you have for the writer actually <laughs> wrote. So the writer the writer also directed the movie and before this the only thing he directed was a short film called Dracula Bites the Big Apple. So I, I think there you go. He had all. He was the one throwing in all the uh, the familiars and whatnot. Matt, will you look up the actor that played Duke and Spookies and see if he did anything after Spookies? <laughs> we all know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, the answer is a resounding no. But I will find out for you. Do you have any other questions? <laughs> this no, is the no, most I... pressing question right here. <laughs> yeah, really. I I just want to know about fucking Duke. Fucking Duke. Duke, you and Veronica doing the horizontal hoodle yet? Yeah, yeah, I bet you is. <laughs> Holy shit. Duke's been in three things. And I've oh. heard of I've heard of one of them. Oh wait, one second. So he was in something in nineteen ninety two called Killer Dead, and his character doesn't even have a name anywhere. Like it just says that he was in it. Doesn't even have a character name. In nineteen eighty eight, he played a gang member in a movie called Spike of Benhurst. And then in 1987, he also played a gang member in a little movie called Street Trash. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I know what Street Trash is. Guys, we probably should watch Street Trash. Street <laughs> Trash is a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Street Trash is real gross. I don't want to watch it. But you know what? I'm sure that we're going to get to it eventually, so I should probably just shut my mouth. <laughs> The more you say you don't want to watch it, the more likely one of us will pick it or a fan will pick it. <laughs> God, you guys are so rapey. You're like, like, remember when we were like, you know he wants it. Remember when we were like, you, you know what? 
Tusk is fucking terrible. And then every person on the planet fucking started emailing like, hey, you guys should do Tusk. <laughs> we really set ourselves up for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We did. That's our fault. No, Street Trash is great. Now, Body Melt, on the other hand. A masterpiece. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Fuck both of you guys for suggesting Wait, that it was. I don't even think I don't even <laughs> think Scott's ever even seen it. Why would I suggest that? Seriously, uh, you know me, wow, Scott. You didn't even see it, and you suggested that I watch it. Fuck you, guys. I've seen enough of it to know that you should not watch it. <laughs> we all know the best of all those types of films is the stuff. Yeah, but the stuff is like funny. <laughs> so straight body trash and body melt. No. <laughs> Oh. Body Melt so desperately wishes it was funny, but it's, it's I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand Australian humor. I don't fucking know. I don't know. What's your opinion on what we do in the shadows? <laughs> I love that. That's New Zealand humor, oh, though. Man, I'm being racist. I'm being racist. Matt, you piece of garbage. What the shit? Also, Dead Alive. Also, New Dead Zealand. Dead Alive is New Zealand. New Zealand humor knocks it out the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why am I f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You know what? I actually just watched Meet the Feebles again the other day. So good. Man, that, that, that movie's glorious. Seems like a good segue into what did we watch this week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I watched Chained. With Vincent D'Onofrio. Have you guys ever I'm seen sorry. that or heard of that? No. Yeah. I I was very, very unhappy that I watched that. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was very, very upsetting. It was not a pleasant movie. Um, somebody somebody told me that their, their like girlfriend's parents had asked them to download Django Unchained for them. And he ended up accidentally downloading this movie. Which is about graphic rape and murder and giving oh, it to what his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And giving it to his girlfriend's parents. So like the the premise of the movie is that Vincent D'Onofrio is a serial rapist and murderer. And he abducts a woman who just so happens to have her son with her at the time. Um, and he rapes and murders her. Um, but the the kid is still there. So he like raises the kid. And like turns him into like uh, like his like slave, um, and that's the movie. Like it's it follows the, the these two characters through like the kid growing up and stuff. There is like seven or eight scenes of Vincent D'Onofrio violently murdering and raping women, though. So it's it's not a fun fucking movie for sure. That sounds uh, terrible. So I watched... I... Matt, how do you think that stacks up to Rape Squad? Rape Squad has a sense of humor about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no levity to this. It's all played incredibly straight. Uh, uh, so that's what, uh, I, that's what I watched. It was not. I wasn't very happy about it. Sounds like a solid week in the O'Brien house. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and then I drink 12 beers and beat the shit out of my wife. <laughs> uh, so I watched two movies uh, the, this week for the first time. Um, I finally saw Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So next up is, uh, you know, next time we record one of these, I will be talking about Fury Road probably. Yes! Um, but yeah, Beyond Thunderdome was whatever. Definitely the worst of the Mad Max series, but it's still just batshit well, crazy de- enough to be watchable. That depends how much you like Tina Turner's nipples. They're okay! If you're a big fan of Tina Turner's nipples, you're probably going to like that movie. The other thing that I watched, which I didn't expect to like as much as I did, because... It really didn't seem like the type of movie I would enjoy. I watched Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's a lot of fun. Like, I'm not a Kung Fu person, but it was another one of those, like, oh, Netflix is about to pull this. I better watch it. And uh, I'm glad I did. It's literally a live-action cartoon that just also happens to be a Kung Fu movie with some really incredible Kung Fu scenes. Yeah. Now now that you mention it, people are going to send us messages saying that you should watch Shaolin Soccer. Okay. Don't listen to those what? people. <laughs> Who in their right mind is going to tell us to watch that piece of shit? The same kind of people that are super obsessed with Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. Okay, so avoid the Shaolin soccer. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much so like in the same ilk, but it's just not as good. It's nowhere near as good. Okay. It's about soccer. I mean, you can't win. No one in the history of life has ever won in a game of soccer. <laughs> no, I mean, soccer is fucking boring. Why don't they make a movie about it? Because they're doing Why they like make a crazy. sport about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is before TV, obviously. All right, so yes. next. <laughs> wow, wow, that <laughs> joke. Oh, fucking... What, a, what wow. a long gap that was. Wow. What the shit? <laughs> I actually am super embarrassed. That joke so bad. Don't worry, I'll just cut everything. <laughs> I'll cut mentions of Shaolin soccer. I'll just nuke it all. It'll all be gone. <laughs> You son of a bitch, you're probably going to keep it in and be like, oh, guys, this is what a fucking idiot Scott sounds like just then. <laughs> Listen, there's you nothing that, that you, you could possibly that? say to save face for myself in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we had such a long, awkward silence that we actually made a bumper out of it? <laughs> 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 oh, god damn it. All right, so I watched one movie and two episodes of a TV show. I'll do the thing that, that sucked first. Um, I watched the first two episodes of Constantine. It, it doesn't suck, but it's, like, real boring. I mean, it's basically just a couple episodes of Supernatural. And I've seen this shit a million times. And it doesn't hit what John Constantine is really about in Hellblazer. The, the actor looks the part, but the direction is wrong. And the, the, the screenplays are wrong. Like, they're, the, the writing is just not right. Um, I'm going to burn through the whole season because that's what I do. I mean, I'm going to gonna follow through, but I'm not going to be happy about it. So um, it, it feels it feels neutered to me. Like, I feel like John Constantine is so much more of a badass. Well, he's really uncompromising in the, in the, the comic book. Like he is a bastard and he knows it and he admits it, but he never is like humbled by it because he's like, well, this is really the only way it's going to this, this situation is going to pan out. And people are going to die, people that I care about. But I really can't change my personal, like, I can't change my personality, so my friends are going to die. In the, well, in the, uh, he, exactly. Like, in the comic, he's, like, he, he recognizes that he's, like, a bastard piece of shit. But he's also like, hey, guess what? I've saved the world, like, six fucking times. I'm allowed to be a bastard piece of shit. Like, he's, yeah. he's pretty, like, in the show. And, and what the shit, what, what's his buddy's name? What is his, like, partner's name? Yes. 
Chaz. Why is Chaz that's, immortal? That's, in that that, okay, and I haven't gotten to that yet, but that's also stupid. It's totally stupid. It, 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 you're right. It neuters the concept of everyone around him being murdered because there's this guy that's always going to be next to him. doesn't matter what happens to him. He can get fucking, you know, decapitated by a demon. Also, and, and he'll still live. But also, I think something else that really pisses me off about the TV show, and I might take all this back. It might redeem itself like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did, but I don't think it will. Because it seems like they didn't have enough time to really get the kinks knocked out of it. But the thing that bothers me more than anything else besides, I mean, even more than John Constantine being kind of like too CW'd, you know, he's like too teeny bopper friendly, um, is the fact that it's all Christian iconography. Like in the book... In the comic books, it was always like, yeah, there were some Christian demons and angels and shit. But more than anything else, it was like obscure demons that weren't necessarily like they, they yeah, weren't necessarily like, a religion. But it's all it, and and he speaks in like he just he said some Latin and he's and he was like compelling them like a regular exorcist, like the exorcist movie, you know, and that doesn't that doesn't say John Constantine to me. It's more esoteric. It really bugs me. I don't know. I, I'm very disappointed with it so far. Yeah, I watched. I watched about six episodes of it before I gave up. And you're right. It it sticks like it, it sticks mainly to pagan religion, which is absolutely not what the like like the comic book is about. Like he he would say some shit that you've never even heard of before, and that was totally fine if you wanted to make up a fictional religion or a fictional cult that. That he knew, you know, like the incantations to and stuff. That was totally cool because that's, that's John Constantine. That's the point. Yeah, he exactly. knows esoteric he, things, not like he can read the Bible. Yeah, I know. It was. I, I, I was. Yeah, I, I gave up out after a couple of episodes. If you make it all the way through, tell me if it gets any better because I might pick it back up again. But I don't I'm know. I'm sure it won't get better. But I'm going to finish it regardless because that's what I do with a comic book TV show. But. The thing that I watched that I did like, which was a super big surprise. Well, actually, two things that I, I liked. Um, we watched the Lego movie finally, and that movie is really fun. Um, Megan likes dramas and documentaries mostly, and I like horror movies and, and silly shit. So the thing that we can usually agree on is let's watch a kid's movie because they're usually light <laughs> and they're usually fun and and. They, you know, like they got a little bit of drama, a little tearjerker business to them. And so everybody's happy. Um, and the Lego movie we've been meaning to watch for a while, finally watched, and it was fun. It was a good time. Um, well, I, I definitely cried at the end of Lego movie. <laughs> what? There's, there's, a, there's a line in Lego movie that is delivered so beautifully <laughs> in that. In, uh, is it when Morgan Freeman comes back as a ghost and he's dangling on a string? Because that's my favorite part of the movie. Is that where he <laughs> – no, that's close. It is a Morgan Freeman line though where he's like, come closer. It's about, <laughs> it's about, it's about the prophecy. I made it up. <laughs> what? I made it up. <clears throat> like, he just dies. <laughs> um, that movie's awesome. I think that the guys who made that film have – such a perfect track record right now for for making comedies that I enjoy that it's not even funny because they did Lego Movie they did the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movie which oh, I thought was so awesome good. 
they did 21 Jump Street, which I thought was fun, and they did the cartoon series uh, Clone High USA, which is one of the most underappreciated cartoons oh, ever. Clone High is so good! <laughs> yeah, we've I about- want uh, potty platter. <laughs> one of the best JFK lines is when he's training Gandhi on how to talk like him, and he's like, Hey, slow down. Throw why the rush. Throw more ers and us in uh, there. <laughs> what's a rush? Maybe throw a few ers and ahs in there. I I still like when I'm just like doing something at home, like I'm doing the dishes or something, I would be like, makeover, 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 makeover for me and you. My uh my one friend and I used to watch that show so much that we'll randomly quote the one line, um, Joan, I thought you were dead. I shot you because you wouldn't stop biting me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. If you've never seen Clone High USA, which is a good chance if you live in the States, you haven't because it lasted for three episodes on MTV. You need to check that. I think all the episodes are on YouTube. Just fucking watch it. It's so goddamn good. It's the guys who did Lego Movie mixed with the creator of Scrubs, and it's just a beautiful combination of comedy. <laughs> the last thing I watched that I, I I know that Matt will be stoked that I finally watched this. I hate Wes Anderson movies. I despise them. But we watched the Grand Budapest Hotel, and I loved it. See, and that's I, I enjoy Grand Budapest Hotel. I don't love it, but it seems like that's the movie that everyone I know who hates Wes Anderson films is just like, ah, it's not bad. <laughs> I loved it though. I, I've been like, I, I, it was a 180 degrees away from how much I despise the Royal Tenenbaums. Bombs. Like, see, I, I my I appreciation of my appreciation of Royal Tenenbaums Bombs decreases every year, but I still love like Rushmore. I still think Rushmore is an awesome movie. Is, yeah, is absolutely. Anybody, movie? Yeah, yeah. It, it is. That. Anybody okay. that says that they hate Wes Anderson has never watched Rushmore because <laughs> Rushmore is like almost a perfect fucking movie. So, so which Jason Schwartzman do you like better? Jason Schwartzman Rushmore or Jason Schwartzman Slackers? Oh, Slackers. <laughs> cool Ethan, baby. <laughs> no, I like I like Jason Schwartzman in Funny People where where they're like and and he's like he's like and as soon as my grandpa died, the flame went out. And they're like, "Well, you know, if he died, you know, he he went through flame." He's probably not in heaven. He's probably in hell. Dude. <laughs> um, spe- since we mentioned Jason Schwartzman, I do want to discuss for a split second. The, I think I messaged you guys about the weird documentary I watched. Uh, I watched a thing on Netflix called Beyond Clueless. Oh, you guys. Yeah, you're talking about I don't that. know what the fuck this movie. I don't know what to call this movie. Like, it's it it's listed as documentary, but there's like it. It's just for bulk voiceover reading an essay and that's it like she's reading an hour and 25 minute essay about teen flicks and it's broken into chapters and it just uses specific teen movies to express their like reasoning behind things but like two things are weird about it a they talk almost every movie is a horror movie with teens in it with like a handful of exceptions which i thought was a weird choice and two, I think they're way off with their assessment almost every single time. Um, like, it starts off with the craft being the perfect example of high school cliques. And it, like, breaks down the craft. And then it starts talking about, like, sexual sexual urges. And they talk about idle hands and how, like, idle hands uh, is about how this dude 
is a slacker, but then he meets a person he really loves, and then he goes on a murder streak, uh, killing anybody who gets in the way of him being with the person he cares about. I'm like, that is not really the plot of Idle Hands. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I know that we literally have a podcast about it, but I think those people are reading a little too much into these movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, so then they use Jeepers Creepers to talk about repress, repressed homosexuality in film. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, uh, when Top Gun is sitting <laughs> right there, it's right there. Well, and then so they use that they use Jeeper Creepers, and then they use Jeeper Creepers to move into Euro Trip. And there's this scene where they're talking about the movie Euro Trip, and they're like, you know, in the movie Euro Trip, this character thinks that his pen pal is a guy. And then when he thinks that he's being hit on by the guy, he immediately tells him never to speak to him again. Then he finds out that he's talking to a girl and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they show the scene where they finally hook up and he's like, he says Mike. And he goes, I mean, Mika, when they're, like, having sex. And they're like, and then with this little Freudian slip at the end, we all know that he is still safely in the closet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's just the thesis is just fucking out of control throughout it. But at the same time, I was like, hey, I just like watching clips of movies that I like, so it was a good way to spend an hour and 20 minutes. I, I was going to ask Scott if he knew what that guy was referring to, but Scott doesn't know. That was Vamp from 1986. Don't forget, you can always write in movie suggestions for us. Maybe you can clear up some of Adam's many, many questions, although we are pretty sure the answer is always going to be 1986 cocaine. But you can send us some emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. You know, write us some questions for mailbag episodes or tell us what movies you think that we should watch. I hear the word on the street is that Scott is just begging to watch Street Trash. So anybody God. who wants to write in and suggest no, I that. I will rewatch Street Trash. Just don't make me watch Body Melt. <laughs> You do this to yourself. I just well, want that. you know, the next six emails are going to be like, hey, you guys should watch Body Mouth. No, the next six emails are going to be about how funny we are. Right, guys? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, right, we still Tyler? email, yeah, right, we still email each other. <laughs> <laughs> I gonna say shit 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 fuck no i lost it god damn it anyways are you talking about you your erection yeah no i i please i'm hard that's, all yeah, day that, every day that's that's going nowhere that's going no nowhere. that's not about to go it's propping up my <laughs> it's propping up my most... tablet right now <laughs> <laughs> at maximum mediocrity people say things like i don't dress like this on the regular basis this isn't my you know pooping uniform this is not <laughs> <what I wear. laughs>
And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.